Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall. Justin Kennedy oh. is here. Brian Cass is here, but on mute. And uh, and and fellas, I need some help. What's up, baby? It's the first show of the new year. As is that we're, right? Uh, as we're here together. Well, the first show that we're recording in the new year. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, what day? Did, no, Monday. it should be. Did no, the M show Monday. drop on the second? Yeah, no, I, I I know how to do math. It's, no, uh, I I just didn't know. I just it didn't did. Know. Yeah, it did. It so did. this is this is our second show of January, but the first show. We're recording in the new year. I'm just feeling low energy. I Is just, that right? I kind of went into the new year uh, uh, not unhappy. Certainly not unhappy. Just just the low energy. So I'm 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 looking for this uh, uh, camaraderie, this boost, this little bit of uh, uh, joy de vie that uh, that you all joie de vie, joy de vie, <laughs> joy division, bring, bring, bring joy division uh, that you usually You're bring. So emo. And, You're uh, so emo. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Sit right back in your chair. So, thieves, this is a no guest show. I actually had an attack of diverticulitis, which if you listen to the show for the last seven years, you know happens to me every now and then. Which meant I couldn't drink or eat on Saturday. So we push Saturday shows to Monday. We're doing one guest list, so you don't miss a a show tonight. We will re-record yeah. the postponed shows and go back to normal. But we didn't want to leave you guys hanging on a Monday at five, so it's just us BSing. If you hate the Augie, John, Justin, and sometimes Cass. Yeah, this is this is the point to turn it off. Yeah, sure. <laughs> go ahead and this turn is, it off. This is the time to hit stop, go give us a five-star review on Apple, <laughs> and move on. Do um, people still review on Apple? Oh, yes. I could, not only can I tell you that people still do, our, our favorite, well, my favorite other beer podcast, and your sworn mortal enemy, Alex Kidd. Oh, yeah. Ju- does a five-star review read at the top of every show, and two shows ago the read was one of our listeners saying i heard augie carton mention this podcast so much i came over and listened to it and boy is it wonderful five stars <laughs> Ooh, wow. so i was delighted that if if you know we got a plug in his podcast through one of our listeners i hope still listens to us and adding that show but we might have sent them some listeners that we yeah. lost forever um but as you know, I enjoy that show, so I listen to it quite a bit. All anyway, right. well, we speaking of which, some new, we could use some well, new. Speaking listeners, of which, right? I've got two ways to talk about your mood um, as yeah. it pertains to beer and brewing. I can pump you up with my joy and love of the All About Beer podcast network, or I can talk about a Scottish economist I was listening to talk about macroeconomic inflation results last week. 
I, so I you say, tell, why not You both? tell me. All right, which one do you want me to start with? Well, I mean, Justin Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen, with the assist. (laughs) All right. So here's what I'll say. I have been stuck in my car significantly more than I used to be in the last six weeks. I've just somehow my life's just got me driving. And I think I mentioned this in passing on one of our recent episodes. But when I used to be stuck on a boat two hours every day going to and from New York, I was a huge podcast listener. Yes. But when I was just jumping in my car to go to the brewery for four minutes, there's just no reason to start a podcast. But, but I've ended up there, huh? But I've ended up in situations where, you know, Lauren went out of town and I was responsible for doing every trip our kids take. So literally no kidding, five hours in a car a day, hundred of two miles for 10 days in a row. And that dragged me back to podcasting. And I basically just refreshed my list of podcasts I subscribed to four years ago. And if the trip's going to be more than 20 minutes. I've been hitting play. So podcasts have just jumped back into my life in the last six weeks. And one of the things I did, um, because you guys had Ashley Carter on the brewer to brewer yeah. at some point, and we all know how much I love and respect Ashley. So I started with that one. I was like, this will be she, she and Chris Johnson got together on that show from Green yeah. Bench. Yeah. So you know what? I just lied a little, but not a lot. It actually started when I was going over to France for the bike ride. Right. I was, I always put a couple podcasts on in case, you know, when you're on a plane and the fucking TV doesn't work or the headsets don't work and all that. I always just have a backup couple podcasts in case I'm six hours of screwed. Um, cause, cause <laughs> unlike, cause unlike you, John Hall, seat, I, yeah. I sit, I sit back with the people. I don't, I'm not a left turn guy. I'm a right turn guy. Uh-huh. So I, uh, so back on the right turn. You need to start living a little bit more, baby. Every, uh, every now and then the right turn seats end up with a, uh, end up with a broken TV or a broken headset or a just no TV, or Uh, you have to use Wi-Fi on your phone that doesn't work because you didn't download the, this airlines app before you got on the plane situation. (laughs) Uh, this has all happened to me, but so that's what it was. Like I was sitting around waiting to get on a plane saw that you guys had done an Ashley Carter one, jumped on that, and then just kind of stuck with it. And then when I entered this December period, I was like, well, let's listen to Don and M. Let's listen to Andy. We all know how much I love listening to Andy. Like he is, he is, he's everything that the world needs right now in an angry little man. Um, You know, he's got, so if you guys don't know Thieves at Home, Andy Crouch, has a podcast where he talks about destination drinking with people from the area and then asks the people in the area what's wrong with their fellow brewers. It's the like he asked the it'd be like asking me, so why do you hate Michael Kane and Icarus and Belford? Like, guys, who are your neighbors that really suck at brewing? Go. And it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that is, that is classic. Well, when crouch. you travel, I mean, these are the questions that, you know, we, we usually ask, just not when there's a hot mic around. But Andy, being Andy, uh, fears no red light, fears See, no Aug- recording booth. Augie being Augie would never ask what's bad. I just want to know what's good so that I right. go there. I'm never afraid I'm going to happen into a bad spot. Right, because yeah, you also Carton, ask, you also have to ask the right people because some people's version of good, and I think that there is a lot of politeness that surrounds uh, the larger beer industry where people don't necessarily want to be seen 
um, you know, as anything less than collegial. And, and I can respect that on some levels, but there's also conversations that we have all the time where if I ask somebody, well, you know, oh yeah, but I'm going to be passing by such and such place. And you kind of get that, that look that, that, you know, that yeah, but that's all you need. The, you you know, don't yeah. need, you don't need that person to say they suck. And, but now you run into my, you got to trust your bartender and decide if you trust your bartender, but it's a two-step thing. Right. I say to anybody from the neighborhood, where should I go? And when, if I get there, I fucking hate it. I'm like, never ask that guy again, but I'm willing to risk a full night out for it. Sure. Right. But in general, I'm only asking people who I trust and all I need is the top three places they'd hit. So one works in. And if I'm hitting another spot, it's because somebody in spot one took me to spot two. Right. So it can't be bad if this person's like, you'll love this. Let's go here. Or I have to be here for this thing. I love come with me. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't see why we need to ask the what's wrong in your town place. Um, but I, I do understand what you're saying, but for me, it's the repeated answer, right? So if somebody says to me, Hey, I'm coming to Jersey and I want to go to a brewery and let's say, I'd say where and they'd be like, I'm going to hit Atlantic city to see the fish shows. I'd be like, you should go to the sea. Right. And if they ask me, what about such and such? I've heard it's good. And I don't agree with that. I just say, you should definitely hit the seat right. and let it, and let that be that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm hoping they're smart enough to read through it. Um, anyway, but, and then, so to finish, and then I've been listening to your podcast. Um, and I love your green door thing and I'm mad it didn't exist when I was on your podcast, but I'm going to give you my answer because every time you ask it, I try to come up with a better, more creative, magical answer. Okay. So, so why don't you tell the thieves what the green door question is on your show? And then I'll give you my answer. So on drink beer, think beer, I've been closing out the show by asking, uh, with the premise being that, uh, when the pandemic first started, uh, you know, really wrecking with our days, uh, April and I started rewatching the good place, a television show. And then the final season of the show, they introduced the concept of the green door, which allows the user to walk through it and to be anywhere at any point in time doing basically whatever they want to do. And so if such a green door, Augie Carton, Justin Kennedy, Brian Cass, existed on our plane of existence, and you could walk through it after the show was over and be at any pub or any brewery anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Who would you want to be with? And what would you want in your glass? Augie Carton. All right, so every time you ask that, and like I said, I keep trying to come up with different answers, but yeah. my answer goes back to, and, I, and the worst part is this might be a collection of memories I've added together over the last dozen drunken years, but I remember at the very beginning of Carton, before we were a brewery, um, probably six months before a brewery, so probably 2011, but like say the spring of when we were buying equipment and all that, Jesse and I went to our last Tap New York as non-brewers up, and Jeff O'Neill yeah. yeah up at Hunter and Jeff O'Neill was there pouring flower power which you know was one of my favorite beers so there's a day where I am very beginning of spring standing on Hunter Mountain in sunlight with Jesse my first brewing partner about to open car with boat meeting the guy who created flower power at the time it was my favorite IPA. And these people turn into the Jesse and Jeff that are in my life now and all this other shit and it all, you know, it, it was all a dream. 
You know what I mean? And and I just every time I think about when's the happiest beer you've ever had that you would go back to if you could, I'm like, it was fucking standing with Jeff and Jesse at a table, be like, yeah, we're gonna open a brewery. And him being, you know, he's Jeff, right? He's never yeah. enthusiastic about anything, but he was encouraging and informed. I don't, I don't think that's true. If you ask me about hop dosing <laughs> rates, he just like lights up like a lights up. Fair enough, fair enough. It's yeah. true. If you're if you're standing next to his equipment. It's yeah. like you're on, it's like you're on, you know, PBS kids story time, but outside no, that <laughs> he's a prices right contestant. When, when you ask him about how his brew house works, he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm done blowing smoke up your ass, but Justin and cash should answer their green door. If they want J- John, have you ever answered the question? I have. Okay. What is your answer? answer? What, so it's interesting, right? Because I go back in time as well. Uh, for it. And I had a really wonderful day once with my dad at Motor Lambic in Brussels. And, you know, then we bounced around to Delirium Tremens and we, you know, we had like a really just perfect, wonderful afternoon. And if I could repeat that, exactly, I I, I would. Um, but so much of the, the, this question, I think, hinges on memories that people have that they want to repeat. And yeah. what, what's interesting is, you know, I just, if I could find more fun experiences, like there, there's standout experiences that I've had, like, like that, or even just that evening, Augie, where we were sitting around up at Big Beers, Belgians, yeah. and Barley Wines. Drinking that bottle drinking of that, stuff. Drinking that exactly. bottle of stuff. You know, it's one where, of my favorite drinking memories. Yeah. And the stars aligned in, in all of that. And I think that you can make those memories in a lot of places if the conditions are right, but more so if your mindset um, is right. And I've been really finding myself when I go to places, you know, being like, okay, I got to work or I got to talk to this person or I got to, and it's hard to just sort of slow down and enjoy the moment. And those two examples are slowing down and enjoying the moment. And so that's what I'm looking for going forward, you know, future green doors, but I got it. Justin, what about you? Wait, wait, yes. Kennedy, yeah. before you answer, uh, mm-hmm. John, you had a guy on I'm going to mm-hmm. forget who it is, but we all know that's how my brain works. Of course. Who did this wonderful thing where he somehow knew a pub that was first pouring somebody's Pilsner and the guy who invented it was, and it was a time travel one. Like it was a thing none of us could do, but it was like a certain sure. bar in Germany with a certain brewer. I was like Joseph Roll going and drinking um, like Czech Pilsen, I believe. Was that what it's so, sort of saying is, Kennedy, you don't, it doesn't have to be these soppy answers Hall and I are giving there's been some really good creative answers to this question on the show yeah I was going to give a soppy answer just because you can I'm not telling yeah. you not to but I know yeah. that's where most you, people mille- you millennial you millennial hipsters are super uncomfortable with emotion so I don't want to force you into that yeah uh, <laughs> mine was going to be back to 2006 a bar in Cleveland Heights Ohio called Le Cobb de Vin, which is subterranean it's mostly a wine bar, but they have a really good beer selection. Um, it doesn't open till like eight o'clock at night and stays open till four o'clock in the morning. Um, one of the first dates with my wife, and it was the <gasps> first time I had Orval. No so, shit. Two, two, two big, uh, you know, important. Two, parts two of my birds, life. two birds, one two bir- custom built glass <laughs> that I'm not allowed to buy. <laughs> it was probably like mid. I think we got there at midnight, and you know, early date. Uh, or early part of dating, so we were very much already in love, and yeah, uh, it was a nice wow. night. Awesome, yeah. I like Cass. That. Yo, 
What's your what's fucking it, what's, green door? Well, I don't even know what the question is, but um, is it just a just? <laughs> hey, I, I'm working over here. He's Some of us got you, a day job. He's got a uh, Cass. Um, <laughs> you could walk a green door and be at any pub or any brewery anywhere in the world. Where would with you want to go? Who would you want to be with? And what would you want to be drinking? Oh wow! Um, I'd say that that place would so probably no have to be. Deal. Turkey. By the way, I've been asking this question on my show for like four years now. And no. Yeah. No. Church keys. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I was on your show three years ago, and this hadn't developed. And it yet. hadn't happened yet. Well, it was pre-COVID. Yeah. Hey. No, no mine, it was top of COVID. Mine. Mine would be Church Key. I think uh, in DC. Uh, I remember the first time I I went there and just being able to to drink. And yeah, I, I think you were there a few weeks before me, Augie, and inspired my visit. You know, there's just a lot of beer to drink there. Then you could do it four ounces at a time. And you know, it's at the kind of the beginning of my craft beer life. So um, that'd be the place I'd like to walk into every freaking day if I could. We had some fun times there. I haven't been back. I still haven't been to. We could do that road show in cars. I was going to say, you know, they have one in our city now. No, I know. I'm saying that I still haven't been to Grand Delancey. We got to go. Let's go to Grand Delancey. Let's go to Grand Delancey. Let's set it up. We can set that up easy. All right. Um, But yeah, so what's funny is one of my, that night, uh, Cash just referred to, is one of my favorite beer drinking nights. Um. Because I had just been down to DC to visit a friend like four months before, and he took me to Church Key, not because I was a brewer or anything, but because he's an old friend of mine. He's like, you got to check this place out. So we had a proper dinner at the restaurant downstairs and went upstairs and did some drinking. And then we were back in DC for that uh, craft brewers event. Uh, yeah, craft brewers conference. No, no, no the craft brewers conference. Yeah, the conference. Was, was down right. there at some point. Yeah. And I ended up there with a whole bunch of like, you know how these things are. There's all these people you want to meet. There's all these people you need to meet. But then there's that group of people you've been doing a ton of drinking with when you're on the road and you all end up somewhere drinking together. So it was 10 of us that way. Untapped was still new. And we were between the 10 of us shooting through four ounce tasters so fast. I actually used Untapped to keep track of what I was doing. And had like 31 check-ins that night because I was like, I'm going to forget all this shit. This is crazy. But I think we had four ounces of every fucking <laughs> And then when he opened up on tap like nine months later, it's like, the fuck yeah. is all these beers? But if yeah. you go look at all my badges, they all came that fucking night because you know how well they curate that list of taps, right? Yeah. So like I had five Belgians that night. I had five Germans that night. I had five Americans that night. Like I was like, ding, 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 ding. If every, I'm remembering... Every- my nights correctly because i we hung out during that because you took me to a really good fried chicken place when we were down yeah um in an old burger i miss you that place was great i miss you katsuya yep um that's my boy kats when we were uh, at chicken place bantam bantam that night yeah uh bantam king i think because it was a burger king yeah yep um but we were at church key and like, I was on one side, you were on the other, but like, you know, like check in now and again. And then all of a sudden I just like, like somebody was like, Oh, we're going here. And your entire side just got up and everybody was in Ubers. 
And all of a sudden, and I was just on the other side. I was going back to bed, I mercifully. And because uh, that was right after um, uh, the, the the kid was born. It was right after Hannah was born. Right, so right, I was right, like, right, right. You know, like I have a quiet hotel room. This is, this is great. But I remember like your side leaving. And even during CBC with how crowded it was, the air just kind of deflated from the room. <laughs> And like all of a sudden, everybody could kind of have like a normal conversation again, and it was all—it was like, holy shit! Well, they're going to go get into trouble, and I'm because a dozen drunk brewers just walked out. You know, you want to know where we were going? Sean Lawson was in a basement pouring whatever the triple version of Triple uh, Sunshine, yeah, Triple Sunshine. And he texted—he texted me. He's like, you should get here. It's not gonna let because I told him I'd come. He's like, it's running out now, and I was like, everybody in an Uber, and we all just went to this fucking basement to see Sean Lawson. Yeah, that's the SNL like what skit. I needed. It's like DC's yeah. hottest club is an unfurnished yeah. basement with Sean Lawson pouring triple IPA next to the yeah. to the wall. I think I, yeah. I think I met up with you guys there. Now that you say that, I didn't remember any of that until you just said triple sunshine, yeah. and yeah. I think I was there. Yeah. A yeah, basement that's... full of triple sunshine was all I needed to that's... put me to bed for the rest of that conference. All right. Uh, all right. So let's drink glass one. What brings us so we've together? Done it. What brings us together on Sealess Bear is a candid conversation of beer. What it is, not what we thought it would be. What it's doing, not what we were told it would do. And how much fun it is to drink rather than how much fun it was to get. In order to facilitate that conversation, we drink blind out of black glasses. We do have beers Kennedy mailed us because we meant to do shows today. So John and I are drinking show one and two. Uh, I am drinking beer one, out of two. beer one and two. Uh, I am drinking beer one, which is a 12-ounce bottle wrapped in foil, and it tastes like a hoppy Belgian beer to me. Not that one we had last time. Remember yeah. that beer you gave us that was like aggressively bitter hopped? Durang double X bitter, yep. That one. So I yep. thought that was super good and a weird one. And like the first bitter beer I'd had in a year. This one is more what I remember. Well, John, what was the trend before everything just became IPA when we used to still carve out grooves? But what was it called when you did a Belgian ferment with Cascade? You used to call them BIPAs? Like a, oh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and there, there's something that's table beer esque about this, not in a saison kind of way, but just in. I, I've been trying to put my finger on like what. This I think it's is. the east, and I, buddy. And, I, and I think you're right. Yeah, but there is, there's something that is pleasingly generic about this beer. That black where, pepper Belgian yeast thing. Right, but there is a, but aside from. Okay getting into like more nuance than that like there is just that yeah that peppery yeast uh that nice hot bitterness on the finish but it just sort of has this like okay this is just like a normal like everyday beer and if there was a good belgian bar or a decent belgian bar like you know i'm in that sort of mindset now like bxl right when bxl was still a thing like this mm -hmm. would be like the house bxl draft Fair enough. And you'd be like, yeah, what is me, it? And they'd be like, like, oh, this is the house draft. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, it's like, to me, it tastes like, it's just like, yeah, it tastes like beer. But to me, it tastes like if you took Celebration and swapped Chico for a Belgian yeast, right? If, if New Belgium made a copy, or let's say New Belgium and Ken got together to make blah, 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 blah Celebration, blah. this would be what I assumed it would taste like. Okay. Um, 
That being said, what I like about this beer and its hot profile is this is one of those beers I would still want to know if it was six months old, but I wouldn't not get it because it was six months old. Yeah, I imagine these hops integrate nicely over time, and I actually imagine this is already a couple months old. But I think that bitter is going to hang on, and the yeast is going to show against it, and I think it'll age into itself quite nicely. So, yeah, if you told me this is one of the west of the Rockies, people who identify as Belgian beer makers... IPA, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like if Tommy could absolutely make this beer. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And serve it in his 12 ounce yeah. bottles. And yeah. No, yeah. It's... If it's a if it's a good ABV, it tastes to me like it's maybe a little north of six, which is why I'm saying celebration instead of pale. But if it's if it's around six, it'd be a great house beer. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And that's it's it's I just kind of want it in one of those situations where I walk in and it's just like, Oh yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm having a quick beer or two while I'm waiting for somebody or, you know, pre-show at the town hall or something. And just, you know, yeah. 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 This is a great warm up here. Good point. Um, Kennedy, my man, did you keep one for yourself? Did you send it to Cass? Nope. I did not. And I did not. God damn it. Sorry. All right. So, so I think John's right. When John said that, uh, our old friend Jimmy used to get me wound into stuff at WMYC, New York's NPR, quite often. Oh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. The green space. Green space. At, yeah. yeah, the green space. And we'd sit back in that green room at the green space, drinking beers out of a cooler that, you know, that NPR had had donated by some sponsor along the way. And they were like nine a lot months of toasted old. lager. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, hey, hey. But, Hey, hey, hey. But so, you, you, you know, you'd be sitting back there warming up and, and uh, you know, Jimmy would be doing his red leather, yellow leather vocal exercises and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, but this would be this is when John said that I was like, man, I would have loved it if this was that beer. That would be this would be a great like single beer. Got to go out and be in my best game, but need, you know, need a beer mouth for the discussion we're going to have. I'll sip this down and go. So that's my sentence. Hall, what's yours? Uh, I think I said it before. This is me okay. sitting at PXL. Yeah, just waiting for, yeah. Was that, was that the spot in Philly, John? No, that was the one on uh, 43rd, uh, right off of Times Square next to the town hall. I think there was oh, two, okay. There's okay. two BXLs. Um, yeah, like Brussels. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the airport, right? The airport. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's the airport code. Yeah. Uh, BRU, I think, is Brussels Airport, but yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, what is it, Kennedy? Unveil it. I'll unwrap. This it. is a this is a French beer. This is from Brasserie Thierry, uh, which I first met Daniel Thierry oh, on so Jimmy's show on uh, really? Jimmy's show a few years ago. Or Was I on that years episode? Ago. Maybe I don't that's think why, so. I don't maybe remember. Maybe that's why it reminded me of Jimmy. But yeah, they call it a hoppy saison. It's five and a half percent alcohol, and it is made with English hops, a variety called Brambling Cross from Kent. Oh yeah, neat. I don't know Brambling Cross, but I don't either. Man, that's that's fucking. I'm super happy with that. Brasserie Therese. 
Yeah. So, but uh, what's the ABV? 5.5 C? Five and a half. Yeah. But this is what they were giving me. Remember when I came back from that trip and I was like, guys, I would go to fucking every restaurant and they had a different set of white, golden, or amber from some brewery and you just drank them. This is what Mm -hmm. they were like. And they were so much fun to just drink. Yeah. However, it's not a 12 ounce bottle now that you've told me. It's a 330, right? It's 11.2 or something like that. Yeah. So that's a 330, right? I think. All right. Well, good for you, Therese. How do you say it? Therese? Therese. 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 That makes sense. Stupid French. <laughs> I mean the language, Whoa. not the people. Sorry, guys. I Easy there. For that. All right. So <laughs> as I open can two and fold back the world's most expensive tinfoil in order to get it into the glass, I'm not peeling it down. I'm just folding it from covering the lip. Uh, I'm going to bring up conversation two to bring light yes, back. Yes, macro, micro, John Hall, macro, macro, So I was listening to NPR. Somehow I'm bringing it fully around today. Uh, it's 11:30. Couple glasses of wine on my way home from dinner with the wife. Thursday or Friday night. And uh, what's her name? Who do I love? Uh, it doesn't matter. But one of the afternoon shows. Um, from NPR was being rebroadcast, and she had a Scottish macroeconomic guy on. Allison talking. Stewart, Terry Gross. No, Terry Gross. It was Terry Gross interviewing the Scottish macroeconomics guy, and he made a couple points that were super interesting about the economy. And he, he's like, he's talking about. They were talking about can we fix the current runaway inflation? Uh, has this jobs number helped? Blah, 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 blah. All kind of big picture economic stuff. And he's explaining that that there's a fatigue in all this that nobody's paying attention to because of how many layers it is. But he's talking about like from the beginning of the trade war with China, which is now almost 10 years old. It's like, you know, seven or eight years ago when China started fucking with us and then Trump started fucking with them. He's like, you start there and that starts inflating prices. And then you go through, I forget what the other thing he said, which was inflating prices. Then you go through COVID, which is inflating prices. Then you have the shipping slowdown that was inflating prices. And basically he writes the story that this is not a thing, that prices have been inflating for 10 years. And he starts talking about the, just the general malaise in people. And he said, the way you can see it in a macro standpoint is that you know the same four friends And you can hear this on our show if you've been a listener for seven years. The same four friends that sit down together and drink every week five years ago used to just try to crack each other up and used to just try to, you know, pick on each other, make fun of each other, make people laugh, have a good time. That was your job when you were out with friends. And now your job when you're out with friends has almost become to become the safe space to go, You know what I mean? Every time you're in the same group of friends you used to try to make laugh, it's just your space to be like, oh, let's have a beer. And that really spoke to me. And then what I started looking for was little places where that doesn't exist, where I still get together with this group of people and still poke fun and still try to make laugh and still try to have interesting discussions. And I'm lucky enough to have a couple groups of people in my very insulated part of my life where that still exists. And I thought about you guys for that. But the way I tie this in is this may be my biggest hope that things are turning because the other thing I've been doing is out with friends from Christmas till now, 
And at least around here, the restaurants and bars are full again. They're still emptying out around 11, which is super weird for this part of New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like my favorite burger in New Jersey is a Barnacle Bills and Rumson. And when I go in there at six o'clock right now, every seat's full, the bar is too deep and people are having a ball. It's still super weird that everybody's home by 1130, but at least that part of the night is that old school part of the night, right? It's groups of people trying to crack each other up, having beers and refinding that stride that I think we all kind of, and like I said, I think it was a protective thing through COVID where we all just became for each other comfortable being overwhelmed and that's good for humanity i think that's a positive thing i don't want to regret those relationships that became that i just think you know we all need to get back to that right john hall and augie carton giving each other an unending ration of shit is what (laughs) makes this show funny and we do it you know we've never stopped doing it but we used to only do it yeah (laughs) right you know what i mean so you know what I mean? So it just, yeah. it's just, I thought I saw that as super positive one, because I do see that turning Two that really did speak to me. And three, I did like that. There still was a space in the world where my job is to make fun of Kennedy, not be careful that Kennedy might be too overwhelmed by having new babies in a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So are you feeling better and more positive? I, I am. I'm feeling That's buoyed so by, so I did by, my job. By the or, world or is a beer too? Is a beer too? Wait, I haven't tasted beer too yet. Wait, I haven't tasted beer too yet. I did so much talking there. That was basically a TED talk. So you're welcome. <laughs> I just burned a TED. Talk. Didn't you already do one of those, Augie? I have. Are you kidding? I did the greatest beer TED talk ever. I've seen it. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Speaking of Alex Kidd. <laughs> wow. Who doesn't like? Why would, why would like you put this in a can? Rolls or... Who puts this in a can? Why would you put this in a can? This is good for. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what this is good for, but it can wise. This is like the golf course where you really don't care. This is this is yeah. when you're playing a round of golf where the high score is is the objective. This is what you start drinking <laughs> oh, God. in the cart on your way to the first tee. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is definitely my friends having a bachelor party, and I hate golf. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my God, it's it is delightful. I don't want it to sound like I'm being mean to it, but I think there's one of Ooh. these, one of the pitfalls of completely obscuring a beer in tinfoil is I'm sure there's words on this can that would make me approach it with caution. But in a wrapped tinfoil can, having no idea what it is, a 12-ounce beer feels to me like, go ahead, Augs, turn it up. <laughs> and that first sip of that beer was, <laughs> sweet baby, Jesus, a brandy barrel full of, you know, British whatever, uh, barley wine just poured down my throat and I'm drunk. Man, that was fun. Um, <laughs> so, John, the, the nice, the brulee, the burnt sugar finish is super cool. You were absolutely yeah. right with Tootsie Rolls and Werther's and all those things. I don't think it's adjuncted, but I definitely think it saw a pretty serious spirit barrel. When I first tasted it, I thought um, bourbon, but now it's it's so candy. I'm thinking it might be brandy, cognac, or sherry. Um, ooh, is it? 
It's yeah. big. And a no, little no, oxidized, is... right? There's a really nice touch of and that's, oxidization. And, and that's there. what I'm trying to figure out, right? Because in cans, like you wouldn't. No, this oxidized in the barrels. This right. So that's the, the so that's the thing, right? And it's 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 fun in that respect because it tastes like it has some age. Like I don't know if this I don't know how fresh this is. If Justin has been holding on to this for years, just only to uh, to bust it out now, or you know he had to blow dust off of it like Indiana Jones when he found it at the bodega. But it's it's one of those. It, it tastes exactly the way that it should age wise regardless right. of when it was canned and that's... right so so being the only brewer on this show i will step up and do my sure. role rather than asking our guests to try to answer you but when i'm doing these things you try to keep a library um of beers that you hope will be beautiful but there's something amazing about a five-year-old barley wine a three-year-old barley wine, a one-year-old barley wine, a six-month-old barley wine, depending on what barrel it went into and how wet it was and all these things. But when one gets lost on you, you know, I mean, there's ones where you really cross your fingers, grab your balls and throw the dice and it gets to sherry beforehand. If it hasn't yeah. blown out and completely died, you keep it around for a little mix. You know what I mean? Like you don't do a one barrel to one barrel, but if you've got a big, beautiful bourbon barrel full of, you know, two or three year old barley wine, that's really turning all those bright notes we're talking about. You take like a ladle full of the turned one and barrel blend, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And you can create that appropriate level of, you know what I mean? Because this beer without that, this beer without that little bit of sherry tone, that little bit of oxidization dryness, that dull finish that takes those sweet candies down to burnt sugar, down to wood, would be way too sickly sweet, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think this is a lovely barley wine. Uh, no, I'm 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 digging it. This Somebody is... should. Hey, can you send one of these to Kid Justin? I'll give you his address if you need it. To who? Alex Kid. Oh, kid! I think he said Ken, your old accountant. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, Ken, Ken, Ken's Maybe out. Maybe a coupon to Omaha Steaks. <laughs> this is fucking delightful. Uh, he's probably familiar with this beer, but yeah, I can send some to him. Is this one of those VSO? There's not, there's not a barley the, line born in the, the world. What's the Chicago place? Kid is not. Yeah. Uh, Revolution. This is Revolution? this is not from Revolution. No. Okay. And this is what I imagine those taste like when they make people the. I got some. I hate. I hate to. I hate. I hate anytime. to be doing an all Alex Kid show, um, but he's got a very good palate, and he knows. You know, it's not that he's against sugar bombs. That he's not. He's never going to not make his living selling pastry stouts and pastry barley wines, but when he gets one that has this kind of structure and dignity, I think just from barreling, he voices it very well. Which is why I kind of want to get him one. I want to see what he has to say about this beer because. I love yeah, it. We'll ship I, to I think it's dignified. I think it's gentlemanly. Um, yeah. I think it's fucking hedonistic as hell. It's so much sugar candy when you sip it. Justin, yeah, COD that's... though. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. COD. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. obviously. The guy's a lawyer, part-time. Part oh, that's right. He's um, got all the money in the world. He's got yeah, a new yeah. address too. If you don't have his new address, let me know. I um, don't. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Off okay. air. 
Oh, do you guys want to know what it is? Maybe we should pretend we didn't think about it and give it on air and just have all the thieves start writing them letters. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, I do want to know what Terrible it is so idea. much so that I'm opening it. So I'm going to tell you what it is. It's sounds okay. of exclamation from threes. Wow, threes? Yeah, threes. <laughs> wow. I thought this came only, out of Brooklyn? Holy shit. Yeah. I thought they only made Pilsners. Well, that's all I know for Cindy guys. But yeah, they make these other beers, all right, too. So it this claims to only be 10%. And it says aged in bourbon barrels, which is interesting. Yeah, it's definitely. The web, no, that's, the I website, thought it was bourbon. The website says freshly emptied Blanton's bourbon barrels for 19 months. Ooh. Yeah. So there you go. There's your oxidization. There's not your, 20. Not 18. Not 20. Yep. <laughs> I dig it. It's lovely. That's it's fun. great. So remember when I first tasted it, it tasted like bourbon, which I guess is a fun thing to do with a barley wine, or the, we should call it a barley whiskey. Oh, I guess that is a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's fucking great. Um, Thanks, Threes. Yeah, good job. Um, Thanks, Justin. Um, hey, do we have, are we doing letters? What are we doing? Yeah, you want a letter? Oh, yeah. I got do a good letter, a letter here. All right, cool. Yeah. This is a good one. Uh, this is from Alan Kay. He says, on a recent show, the guys were delighted by a can of Three Floyd Zombie Dust, a can that was just better than versions previously consumed. I found myself having the opposite discovery when I had a great draft pour of that beer at a Chicago restaurant, but have been disappointed in packaged versions I've had since then. I also live in Jersey. Are there any beers that you really enjoyed the first time, but haven't quite found its equal sense? If so, what is the pint you'd like to have again? You know what's hilarious? I'm trying, to everybody... we had... I, I'm wait, trying to remember but... when we had zombie dust. <laughs> but wait, to, I totally to don't check. remember that at all. I'll, yeah, I'll check on tap. If you could check on tap to get an answer, I would like somebody it, to get it, things that we fixed it. <laughs> it was the single hill, the guy from, uh, from uh, Yakima Valley. It was oh, that yeah, show. It was a fun show. Yeah. All right, but uh, it was. I have but, Matt uh, Brindleson Firestone Walker. No, we wow, drank the show. Been, we we drank years ago. September 26, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Which right. means you need to update these things because we just had this on a show four weeks ago, which is what Tim Hitchings is bitching about every time he emails. <laughs> That's um, right. Let's just give I Tim can only the update untapped, what I'm sent. Let's just give Tim the, the untapped password and just let him do it. That's fine. I'm fine with that, but then I somebody like has to send Tim the picture, and if we were sending Brian the picture, I think this would all happen. Yeah, but that, um, that requires us to send Brian the picture, which... I need, anyway, I need back, a picture sent to me at 5 o'clock on Monday so we don't, we don't spoil the surprises. The letter, back to the letter fucking Thank you, production, production meeting. What's funny is my easiest answer, and I'll just let you listen to the show. Remember the story I just told you about the green door I would go through and the beer I was drinking, and then listen to the show with Jeff O'Neill as the guest when I'm in Utah, when uh, Kennedy shanghais him and sets him up for the worst fucking interview ever. Oh, sends man. Him a, sends him a current bottle of that same beer, and I think it disgusted me but to be fair that's not draft first bottle that's that beer has gone through some changes of recipe changes of brewer and growth in production oh, yeah, you still knew it. what that beer was though Augie, and, if and i cost remember savings maybe you, you still knew that beer 
I believe it, but that's because I always want to love it. You know, one of the boats around here, you know how I used to commute by boat. Mm-hmm. One of the boats around here had that on in cans at one point. And one of mm. the reason, keep in mind, the reason boat beer exists is because before there was a carton brewing, I hated the beer offerings they had. So I was inventing a 4.2 beer that they could serve on the boat that tasted good. Well, later, you know, 10 years of the craft revolution later, these guys had flower power in cans on the boat. And I was like, thank God, I'll take one of those. And immediately had my heart fall through my shoes. Oh. And that might have been why it was so fresh for me on your 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 sabotaging of our boy. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. hey, his his anniversary is coming up again. Maybe we should get some peak skill beers to send him. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that yeah. that would be the that would be my first test. The other one that that I think goes in line with what you're saying is one of my favorite crafts. One of my you know one of those pivotal crafts is i used to when i was a waiter uh, one of the guys i used to wait tables with had a dad who would get a condo out in breckenridge or whatever and so like one weekend we'd save up our money and we'd go skiing and i just knew that you drank fat tire when you man i was just about to say fat tire that was gonna be yeah go ahead uh and john you know this because you've done it with me but so fat tire is what I drank in Colorado and the fat tire fat tire didn't even used to make it to Jersey, but by the time it did get to Jersey, new Belgium was too big distribution is too bad here. It was just never great. So when I first saw it, I was excited that it would be in my life and I was immediately unexcited. It was in my life, but I still in the airport, cause there's no good uh-huh. beers in the Denver airport. I still go sit down at Elway's or whatever and get a fat tire before well, I get can, on my you- foot. You can get at the New Belgium restaurant now in Terminal B at the oh, well. airport. But yeah, is that a new thing? I don't think that it's down the road from Elway's. But yeah, okay. But so you know, for the last twelve years, how many times have I had to go to Colorado? Six. So yeah. I always end with a burger at Elway's at a pint of fat tire, and every time it's a little less well, I, thorough an experience than it was. So maybe yeah. that's the best answer. And that, and that was sort of it for me with Fat Tire was the, I liked that I couldn't get it where I lived. And so it was an exciting thing to get. And I think that, you know, I probably looked past some of the, you know, like, oh, this is just an okay beer because like, it's like, oh, I can't, I can't get this, um, you know, where I live. And now that it's available all the places, I don't know the last time I had one, but I am curious to go back and try it. But that's what came to mind for me was was fat tire right away of just having a memorable experience early on because of its scarcity in jersey but also because of its place of reverence early on in american craft and now these days just kind of okay maybe i'll have one yeah. of their skeleton ipas Ooh. <laughs> you know at some Ranger. point wait do they, do they make voodoo rangers so when we were first drinking this first beer I was like, could this be one of those Voodoo Rangers? And then it occurred to me, I think they use Chico yeast on those, right? They're not actually a Belgian fermentation. They're just New Belgium's IPA. Uh, correct. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I, don't, I don't actually know what. Uh, they don't taste yeah. Belgium at all. Yeah. yeah, but my first taste of that, say it for me, Kennedy, the French word. Thierrier. Thierrier. So my, uh, my first taste of that Thierrier beer, I was like, maybe it's a Voodoo Ranger. 
but then I was like, I don't think that's a Belgian beer. It's a new Belgian beer. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So guys, I think we've hit our 40 minute mark. Hey. Thieves who thieves who like us bullshitting. I think we gave you your best episode ever. Um, thieves We're off who to hate a strong us bullshitting. Start. Thieves who hate us bullshitting. Well, they stopped listening a long time ago, but yeah. Uh, you know, some people hate listen. Um, so thank you. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Thank you. Um, go do My your uh, grudge listen. You know, Andy listen. Let's call it Andy listening. Sure. Um, go to Apple and give us a five-star review. And, you know, yeah. write great things about us or write nothing. But give us the five-star review. Apparently it helps. Cass um, is still here? Yeah, I'm here. Do your All thing, right. Cass. Tell them how to oh. give us some sweet, sweet, sweet. What did we used to call them? Dragoons, Patroons. 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 Yes, Patreons. Happy New Year to you. Uh, and thank you for all that you do for us. If you'd like to kick us a couple pennies, dollars, and cents, that is patreon.com slash steal this beer. Write us letters at steal this well, no, at steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. See what we're drinking on untapped when I get to it. Uh, and follow us on all the social medias at steal this beer, which uh, I think we're also behind on. Um, <laughs> so, you know, happy we new suck. year. We're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get better. Y'all. I, I yeah, promise yeah. you. All, you wait, the you only wait place we have to 10. go is up. You yes. wait till year 10. We will finally get this thing right. That's is this right. year eight? <clears throat> it will be. Yeah. Bob and buy me. swag. Buy swag on the website. Oh, unless... yeah, please. Uh, please. We're going to refill that this year, too. Yeah, we're going to get are some we, new are stuff. We, tell, are tell we, we, we going to do want. an eighth anniversary t-shirt? <laughs> we are. We didn't do Let's one do for... Uh, we're going to do an NFT. We're going to do an NFT. No, we didn't do one for seven. We did one for five. We, we did, did one six, for five, six. and I still wear the five. I don't think I got a six one, but I wear the five one all the time. You got it. You got a six one. I delivered it to you. Did yeah, you it's got the record the on bar it. or something, but yeah, that's, <laughs> did my you fa- know? that's my favorite one. Did you tell yeah, me it one. was? Did you tell me it was related to us, or did you just hand me a T-shirt? Because obviously, I'm not going to take that seriously. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> hey, I love you guys. Um, I don't know. Get at us. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha.